I get to introduce to you this morning um, a new series that we're starting. It's a series on relationships, and we named it Circles. And you may say, why Circles, right? But really, if you think about circles interconnecting with each other, that's really what relationships do. You know, you can't learn good friendship and be a good friend. If you're not gonna be learning to be a good friend, how are you ever gonna learn to be friendly to someone who you desire to date? And then let's talk about dating. Dating leads into marriage, and then marriage leads into parenting and having people around us. And all these circles, they, they connect. If you don't have a great marriage, guess what? Someday your children may not wanna date because they say, I don't want what you had. Kind of a scary thought, right? So the responsibility that we carry in relationships is important and they all interconnect and they all um, really affect each other. And so we are gonna start today off talking about dating. So before I lose some of you already, because you're like, oh, I've been married for 50 years, lady, what are you talking about? And um, really, I don't know if you were here last week, but Jimmy talked about um, that there's debatable topics in the Bible. Well, guess what? I'm bringing a debatable topic that isn't even in the Bible. Ah! So, um, but sit, sit back and relax. I promise, um, as I was a youth leader one time, in my days, um, my husband and I took a long time in our series with our youth and we talked about um, a book that was called um, I Kissed Dating Goodbye. So can you guess from the title of that book, it didn't even believe in dating. And we were one of the cheerleaders for it. We were like, yeah, who needs dating? So messy and, and it only leads to trouble and so just forget it, right? Well then we got to watch 10 years down the road and we were like, mm, maybe we were wrong. And that's why it's debatable because I think we all have some strong opinions here. You might already be offended by the fact that I'm using the term dating instead of saying courting. So please, oh, please, oh, please, you know, just put on that teachable, um, let's all listen to one another. And if you walk away today completely disagreeing with me, that's okay too. Um, but I'm just glad you're here. And there were some new faces that I got to meet today and that's a lot of fun. And so um, come back even after today's topic. I thought I would throw out the funny, um, humorous fact that I am speaking on dating today, yet I actually never dated the person I married. I'll share more about that a little bit later. But before we dive into this very, very fun topic called dating, I thought I would share a nice, cheesy video for y'all. So let's all watch it together. There are two things that people spend their entire lives trying to figure out. God and relationships. So now imagine trying to wrap both of those things into one mega thing. Well, my friends, that is what we like to call Christian dating. And it is a <laughs> strange, scary world. But I'm here to explain it to you today. So here are Christian dating secrets revealed. Okay, so the first concept you need to understand when it comes to Christian dating is this idea of being intentional. You need to date intentionally. You literally need to have the whole thing planned out in advance. You can't just be out having fun. What is that? That's how people make mistakes, if you know what I mean. See, let me show you. This is what a normal secular date looks like. <laughs> We're having so much fun for no particular reason. This was just so great, yet devoid of all meaning. Do you want to go on another directionless date next week? Well, I don't have anything else going on in my life, so sure. And now, here is an improved, intentional Christian date. And check! Another successful date is complete! One step closer to marriage. See, intentional dating is all about having having the end in mind from the beginning. Unfortunately, 
there's this whole issue with the fact that most of the time when you want to date someone, you don't quite know if you want to marry them yet. <laughs> hey, so, uh, do you want to get married? Wait, are you proposing to me? What? No, no, I, I just wanted to go out on a date. Oh, okay. But though it would be great if all Christian dating was intentional, the reality is that a lot of it is what I refer to as youth group dating. Youth group dating is complicated, yet very simple, but in a bad way. So many Ruths in desperate search of their Boaz. Basically, as long as you're making an effort to appear spiritual, you're gonna be a catch. Well, assuming you're hot. For example. He's so strong in his faith. This just means he prays during prayer time. He's a great spiritual leader. He plays guitar during worship. I just really think God wants us to be together. He's hot. And hey, look, Boaz isn't guiltless here, okay? Literally, the only reason guys go to youth group is to pick up nice Christian girls. Okay, Keith, since you're the youth minister, I'm pretty sure you're aware of all the pairing up that the kids in your youth group are doing recently. Maybe you should put a stop to that. But if I tell them that they can't date each other, then they won't come back to youth group, okay? All right, all right well, then forget what I said. Just make sure that they're not, you know, I can't promise that. Well then threaten them with purity class! I don't care anything to scare them straight! But don't worry, those Christian youth group kids become a lot more intentional in college. Mainly because that's when the spiritual clock starts ticking. I mean, what good Christian isn't married by the time they graduate from a private Christian university? Are you kidding me? Wow, I, I can't believe you're graduating in two weeks! Are you ready? No! I've been around single, beautiful Christian young women for four years now, and I'm somehow still not married? Am I broken? Oh, look, Jordan, I may just be a sophomore, but I have been married for two years, and I can tell you that, uh, yeah, there's probably something wrong with you. If you're a Christian and you're not married by the time you get out of college, are you sure you're even saved? Look, if you find yourself in this position, there are a few things that you can do and say to hide the fact that you're clearly defective. Try some of these phrases. Uh, oh yeah, I I'm just mostly trying to focus on my relationship with God right now. I often wonder if I'm called to singleness. I just don't understand what the whole big deal is with this whole dating system, okay? It's a sham, I tell you, a miserable sham! Anyways, what, what, what were you gonna ask me? I actually was just gonna ask if you wanted to go out sometime. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go! <laughs> All right, wasn't that a good one? Honestly, I hope that some of you just looked at some of those things that they said and were like, I have no idea what they're talking about because you've actually not been um, uh, really, <laughs> I would say a lot of stumbling has happened over a lot of strong circles of believers and Christians that have adopted some different ideas. And then if you decide to branch out from those ideas, you've probably been persecuted. I know um, we would have people like, what? You're dating? You know, and, and depending on what age you agree, you can start dating, all those things. And so... Um, I just wanna say our youth group is gonna be talking on a dating relationship series. Our young adults just came off of a series, so if you wanna learn more and more and have broad perspective on um, dating, please know that this does not today reflect everyone's opinions here at Lifeway, um, which again is why Debatable talking. And I'm saying that because I know that if you are wired like I am, unfortunately, my husband and I are very strongly opinionated. And so much that, you know, you would think we would die for the things that we believe. And a lot of them we probably would. But um, I know that I've been on a journey discovering what I think, you know, dating can look like or maybe should look like. And so this is where I just want to take you guys today. 
And for some of you, like I said, that you've been married 50 years, you have some young adult in your life. You have some grandchild that you can speak into their life. This is, this is a hard, I, wanna, I don't wanna speak hard, but this is a season where there's a lot of questions to be answered. And they need to have voices that can speak with confidence and say, you know what? This is what I sense or this is what I feel about relationship. And then can I just say for some of you in the room that if you are one of those young adults, you know, that, that joke that he made about, is something wrong with me? Am I broken? That is a serious attack on your identity. If you are older and you're in this room right now, maybe you've never had someone ask you out yet. And, and this is a very tender topic, and so I recognize that. I know I always say, man, how is it that I put my foot in my mouth so often? I was just at a wedding um, recently, and you know, we were taking off our coats, and I'm in a happy mood. I'm like, yes, you know, marriage is awesome. This is great. And there was a, another precious um, young woman that's older. Um, and you know, so when I say older, you know, upper 20s, maybe early 30s, I'm not sure. And you know, here I was, I, my heart was in the right place. And I looked at her and I was like, so girlfriend, you know, are you saying, okay, God, you know, we're getting so-and-so married, am I next? And the look she gave me was as if I had just really stabbed or insulted her. And she kind of made some like comment and turned around and walked away and I was like, oh Lord. I was like, my heart was just saying, man, I believe that God can bring someone. He can answer the desires of your heart. Yet the interpretation, and I believe what happened in that moment is she received saying, you're broken. You, something must be wrong with you, the fact that you're not married yet. And that's just not true. So I really feel like one of the big um, uh, <clears throat> controversies or one of the big things that often um, people wrestle with when it comes to dating and relationship is this concept of, well, first of all, do I have the gift? And when I say the gift, I'm talking about the gift of singleness or celibacy. So let me just say I can't answer that for you. I don't, I don't have the answer to that question. But what about the question that often people say is, is there the one? Is there one person on the planet that I'm supposed to be able to cosmosically know that, ta-da, this is the person I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with? Now that I have y'all's attention, can I say that I believe that there's many people on this planet that you could be compatible with? And the beautiful thing is that once you put God in the mix, he's that glue and he's that person that can keep us together. And then you found the one because you've all of a sudden made a choice and a commitment and a covenant. And the reason why I say that one is huge because it doesn't just affect your, your, your fear of ever stepping into a relationship, it actually attacks even marriages. That simple lie right there loves to come and, and, and lift its little head when you're having a rough time in your marriage and your relationship and it says, oh, see, you just never got the right one. So can we just, like, can we just settle this one that God is big enough to bring us to a relationship and then even if we were in the mix, all right, that God is big enough to keep us together and he can make it beautiful and that's just who he is because I feel like so many people never even step into dating because they're like, dude, who can answer that to know if you found the one? So I just wanted to remove that one right off the bat, all right? So here's another question. How important is attraction and chemistry when it comes to desiring to date someone? Y'all are quiet this morning. 
I'd like to say that root word attract is something that we can be attracted to. But let me ask you this, what is the Bible? He may not have much to say about dating, but he sure has a lot of things to say about character and nature. And the Bible says that charm is deceitful and beauty is something that's fading. So in light of that, how strong of an emphasis should we put on attraction if it's something that doesn't last? Now, before all of y'all are going, oh my word, she's gonna say like, you just, it shouldn't matter. You should just, you know, even if you can't stand them, just like, you know, ask them out on a date, let's go. No, I believe that God can use attraction. I believe he can use chemistry. But it's amazing that what we, what we give him to work with, what we desire, that I believe we can see. I know, like, let me just liken it even in friendships. Often I've told people, man, God's, so this is bad, okay? So I'm just confessing, this is my, sometimes my opinion and judgmental thoughts. Sometimes God brings someone in my life, and now all my friends are gonna be like, is she talking about me? But um, that sometimes I'll have friends that God brings in my life, and I just go, man, they are so different than me. Like so different, you know? And I'm, I'm maybe like just seeing all the differences of who they are. And yet, would you know that as I just began to develop a friendship, I go, oh Lord, thank you that they're not like me. You know, thank you, Lord, that what they have in the possession of who they are is what I need. And often I feel like in relationships when it comes to dating, we often repel people because immediately our first reaction, like I know for me, when I met my future husband, I was like, well, doesn't dress the way I thought. Or, you know, um, he doesn't have that look, you know, that I was expecting. Yet when I look about what was the thing that drew me to him, what was the attraction? It was actually the fear of the Lord, the zeal for his God. And guess what, folks? That's never faded. I am so glad that I banked my decision on who I joined myself to was based on something that doesn't fade. And so for a lot of us that, you know, the world tells us it's this outward stuff that matters. And the world tells us that, man, you just, you know, you just gotta have a heart for them and you gotta, but can I say, I believe that if you have a surrendered heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is so good about helping us discern if this is the person that we could be compatible with for the rest of our life because there's something that's not fading, there's something that's growing and, and becoming more and more beautiful. So, um, the question is, have any of you guys ever gone to the grocery store hungry, right? And you're like, where is she going with this? I know for myself, there are many times I go to the grocery store and I'm just like, oh yeah, that looks good, mm-hmm, uh-huh, and I want that, and yeah, and then I, I get through the line and then I come home and everyone's like, what are you making for dinner? And I'm like, I don't really know. Can we just do a hodgepodge tonight or whatever? You know, <coughs> excuse me. But I think sometimes we get in that same desperate mode when it comes to wanting a relationship that we just start looking for anybody. They're like, mm-hmm, they're a girl. Mm-hmm, okay, I'm gonna ask them. They're around my age, all right. And we start, we start shopping for a relationship. We start shopping for people that we wanna date, yet we've never really taken the time to build, um, you know, the shopping list. Now, as much as I say that, I've also met people that have made a, a, a pretty doggone long list of what they think they need to have. And can I say, I think, um, keep it a little bit simple. You know, as we talk about healthy food, you know, it's the more simple and, and more um, less ingredients. I believe it's the same when it comes to what you're asking God and your future spouse. 
for the dating relationship you're looking for, keep it simple. Do they love God? Is he their everything? And then some of those things that maybe be your personal desires, all right? For me, I knew that as from a young girl that I wanted someone who wanted to do ministry, so that was on my little shopping list. I knew that I wanted someone that, man, God was, was their all. My parents had given me that example of just they go do wherever God asked them to, and I wanted someone who had the same heart and mind. And then here was my big, my big um, little ask of God was, Lord, help me be attracted to him. That was my big ass. Not like my sister who was like, he has to be over six foot tall. He has to give me an emerald ring. I mean, my sister had some lists that my, my brother-in-law amazingly passed all those shopping lists. But, um, but so, so simplify. I think some of us have made it pretty difficult and, and, and made some big hurdles for who we would shop for in a, in a future spouse. And so keep it simple but know what you're looking for. I love 1 Timothy 4.12. It, it gives us a good example of what we should be known for. It talks about our speech and our conduct and how we, how we love and our purity. You know, um, it's important that these are things that we're pursuing in life ourselves because I've seen way too many people have this big, like, oh, he just needs to be Mr. Perfect and I'm, yet I'm looking at them going, mm-hmm, and we gotta work on you, right? And so, you know, there's something about if I'm, I'm gonna attract what I am, right? It's that whole thing, we've seen friends, they start hanging out together and before you know it, they're kinda all looking and laughing and, and the same. And so I wanna become that person that I wanna attract and so, um, just know that you can, you can have a little bit of a shopping list and God will work with that. But what about some of you in this room that you find you wrestle with doubt? You know, you heard me say that maybe my personality type is I'm a, kind of a decisive, I just go after what I know I wanna go after, but some of you in this room, that's not the way you're wired. You look at all the angles and you try and figure it out and you're like, but Lord, and, and you just begin to go down that road of like lots of doubt, right? And lots of like, but if I'm, if I'm not, and what if she says no? And, and you just kind of like, you know, it's that phrase that they say, the paralysis of analysis. Um, and even as I look around this room, some of you, you know, maybe you have um, had a relationship that didn't end well. And so maybe you're even wondering, would God ever allow you to be in a relationship? And what does it look like to date? Well, God wants us to be people of faith. And so first of all, what do we put faith in? Put faith in ourselves? No, stop putting faith in yourself. I think that's what leads to a lot of doubt. You put a lot of pressure on yourself to say, I've got to know and I've got to figure this out. Yet, I'll tell you this beautiful thing that when we actually put our faith in God and who he is and how big he is, that he is able to lead and guide us. And then, when things try and sneak in and when little doubts try and sneak in of like, but, but, you know, it's kind of that thing that I said. It's like, you know, I have an 18-year-old, a 16-year-old, and, and they're in that place where they feel like, man, career choices and what choice I make, it's for the rest of my life. And I keep looking and I'm like, stop that. You know, just trust the Lord to say, what is in your heart? What's your desire? Start to walk towards it. And if it's not the Lord, then pick a different path. So the same about dating. The, the beauty of dating is it's not what they jokingly said of where you ask a person out on a coffee date or whatever, and all of a sudden you have declared marriage. You know, let's just remove that. Dating, I think, is if, if it's healthy, it's intended to be a time where you are reflecting and watching and saying, Lord, can you work with this person as much as you're working with me? 
you know? Because when I was um, engaged, so similar, when I was engaged to my future husband, you know, I watched how he acted with people. I, I watched what he took serious, what he joked about. I, I looked at what his goals were, and that was that time that I was, I was just watching. And I think dating can be the very same thing, where it's a season that you're observing, and it's okay if you observe for a while and you say, you know what, Lord, I just don't have peace in my heart, and you, and you end it. I know I've had godly people in dating relationships, and everyone doesn't have to walk away with a totally broken heart. Sometimes they're all, both, both parties are actually really glad and saying, oh, you were feeling the same thing, yeah, me too, okay, and let's just walk away from this and, and still be okay. But if you're further down and, and, and along in the relationship, can I just say, it's time to make a decision. And you cannot forever stay in a place of doubt. You've got to come to a place that you say, you know what? My God promised me that he'll lead me and he'll guide me. And I've been in this relationship and you know, it's, it's an enjoyable friendship and I believe I can make the choice to go to the next step, the next level. Because some of y'all need to hear that. Some of you have been just staying in that paralysis of analysis. And, and I'm like, that after a while is just a really unhealthy place to be. How many of you guys are married in this room? Raise your hand. <laughs> so for some of you that are single, I want you to look around and see that, you know what? It can work out. All these people are with their, their, their soulmates. They're with people that they've made covenant. And you know, there's some ups and downs and, and that's, that's, the whole, that's the whole point of, I always tell people, if you wanna grow in God, just get married, you know? Because um, <laughs> it's the best way to refine you and, and really learn about selflessness. And dating is that, is that first step of learning what that looks like and learning about what relationship can be. Um, and then let's talk about the, the first thing that he said in the video that he said, you know, you gotta be intentional. But I like the th- fact that being intentional does not mean intense. You know, um, I think why my opinion has changed so much throughout the years about dating is because I met some godly girls that, you know, um, were very intentional and in wanting to say, oh, I wanna know and, and be led to the person God has. And before they know it, they, they see some godly guy across the room and they're like, he's the one, I just feel it, I know it. And so they're very, very intense, yet they've never said hi to the guy. And I know I'm picking on the girls because I'm a girl, I can do that. But let's talk about some of you guys. Like, you know, you can sit there for, from a distance and for a very long time and sit there and say, well, if I ask him, you know, like, then I'm, you know, I'm really trying to figure this thing out and what if they, you know, like cling to me or what if they, you know, really want the relationship and then I discover I don't and, and I'm like, just be intentional with what you're asking. So that means just say, hey, you know what? I've noticed you and you seem like a really nice person. I'd like to get to know you a little bit more. That's not too intense. Okay, so, so leave the intensity out because intentionality will lead you one way or the other, but you don't have to try and figure it out and you don't have to make it more pressure than what it should be. And so I'm saying all of this as I'm looking around at some of my gray hairs in the room and everything else, and so please take this and give it away to some young adult that's in your life. Please speak to your friends and you hear your friends say something really intense like, but what if he's not the one? You look at him, yes, so what if he's not the one? This is how we figure it out. This is how we, we walk the process out. 
Um, because you know, like what we say here at Lifeway is, you know, I think God can use our mistakes and teach us a whole lot through them. And so, you know, I know for me in my um, season when I was dating, I found myself in a place where I was dating a guy that I knew, I was like, he's not someone who I wanna spend the rest of my life with. Yet, in my silliness at 16, I said, but God, he's perfect for prom and this and that, and then I'll break up with him. But as I tried to be surrendered, I said, you break us up, God, you know, Well, I just praise the Lord that he answered that really immature prayer of mine. So you know what happened? I went to Texas, met my future husband, Jimmy, just at a gathering, saw the zeal and the love of God in him, came back from Texas to Pennsylvania. My boyfriend takes me out for a drive, and he says, we need to talk, and he's like, I feel like we should break up. I was like, what? And I, you know, I was devastated. But thankfully, I had shared with my one friend that knew I was a believer and knew my heart. And um, I'm like saying the woes of like, can you believe he broke up on me? And she looked at me. She's like, well, didn't you ask God to do that? You know, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, you're right. So I say that to I want to dare some of you in this room that if you are, if you reflect right now on the relationship that you're engaging in, and you, dis- and you discover it is not life-giving, that you dare lay it down to the Lord and say, God, can I trust you? Because that was the wrestling that was going on in my heart, that I was wrestling with the Lord, just saying, oh, I don't wanna date because I wanna trust you, and I want the one you have for me, yet the cute guy would come along, I'd be like, yeah, let's date. You know? And then I'd be like, what am I doing? And it would like shake myself out of it. And so, I, in my weakness, God knew what I was looking for and that I was not mature to walk in a godly dating relationship. So he just had me fast forward. So what happens is my, my future spouse began to call my parents as a, a mentoring relationship. And one day, my dad, being who he was, said, hey, my daughter just walked in the door. You want to talk to her? And I began a, um, a friendship um, with my future husband, Jimmy. And can I tell you, I believe that friendship is a key foundation to, to what a relationship for your future marriage is what it's about. Because remember what I said, that whole fiery traction, all those things? The Bible says what you get attracted to, that stuff fades, but that internal beauty, that's something that just grows with time and friendship, and it builds and it blooms, and it's a beautiful thing. And so to share with you about how I ended up six months having a friendship um, with Jimmy over the phone, and then he came to visit my family, and when he was there, we um, sat down and looked at each other, and we said, let's talk. And we prayed, and we both basically shared that God had showed us that um, we were to be married. I say that so you're just to put any mystery out of the room when you were like, what, y'all never dated? We did know each other for six months over long distance. But can I say why I was able to say yes to my future spouse? Because I had decided that I could trust the Lord and his goodness and who he was. If he was good enough to break off my relationship with a guy that I wasn't supposed to be dating, is God good enough to lead me to a godly man that I could join myself for the rest of my life? So for some of you in the room, can I just, I want you, your action steps the things that I want you to journal and write and talk to God about is can you begin to agree with God and agree with his ways? I love Proverbs 18, 22, because it says, he who finds a wife or a husband finds a good thing. I think some of us, if you're my older single people in the room, you've built up some hard bricks and walls in your heart and you were like, 
It just hurts too much to even wanna believe for a, a future spouse. And so before you know it, you've shut yourself out from who God could possibly bring in your life. So let's tear that down and say, you know what, if God who made me said it's not good for me to be alone, but to, to bring a helpmate, that it's okay to, to um, be excited and to desire marriage. That is not something, I know some of people almost poo-poo it of like, oh man, wait to have to get married, you know, when you're, you know, dragged down with, a, you know, responsibility and all that. And I'm like, man, I am so glad I got married at 18. And I'm so glad that I found my future soulmate that we do life together. And so believe and agree with God that first of all, um, dating can be healthy and be fun and lead to a, a right person because I think some of us are carrying around so much fear, so much baggage about dating that it's almost like you've lost the joy and in being able to believe that God can mean for some um, fun and, and find the person that he has for you. And then I want you to surrender and trust God's leadership. You know, Proverbs 3, five through six says, trust in the Lord and don't lean on your own understanding but acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Man, just settle that for your career, for your spouse, for who you can ask out on a date. I'm telling you, this is a reality. The reason why I trusted and knew that God was bringing Jimmy into my life was because I was acknowledging the Lord in my life. And I was saying, God, I mess up a lot. I mess up a lot, but I wanna acknowledge that I know you can lead me and you can guide me and direct me. And so when God directed this gentleman calling me from Texas, I said, I don't think you make mistakes, God. And I don't think things just happen. I believe you are directing every step of my life. And so thus, this guy's in my life, I'm gonna pursue it. And if he's not interested, all right, then I'm, I'm out to lunch, you know, and that's okay. Thankfully, I wasn't. Thankfully, he liked me too. Um, but, but trust the Lord and know that he directs us. And then, this is the part I get myself in trouble sometimes because people are like, what? But I'm, I'm asking you to partner with God. And I want you to stop there for a minute because so many of us, if I, let me give another analogy. If I said, you need to get a job, how many of you would sit at home and just keep praying and saying, oh God, I want a, God, I want a great job that makes good money and I'm just asking for you to bring me this job. And I think most of you would look at me and go, well, that's just crazy, Lydia. You gotta go surf the web. You gotta see what's available. You gotta know your skill sets. You gotta fill an application and then you gotta go and deliver that application and then you might have to go through an interview and then you might actually get the job, right? And so many of you, when it comes to dating, you sit back and you say, well, God will just have to bring me the one. I'm just, I'm just waiting on God. He'll do it. Yet God made you to have the desires. He made you notice that person. He made you to um, enjoy that person's company. And so thus, partnering with him means you might actually have to put your heart out there. Just in the same way sometimes we go to a job interview and we don't get the job, right? I tell people, if you never put out the application, you never go to the interview, you'll never know. And for many of you guys, you will never know if you could have had a relationship unless you take that plunge. And unless you partner with God and say, God, I'm gonna take this step and I trust that you will lead me. And if she says no, there's gonna be another one. And I'm gonna ask them and I'm gonna trust that either if they say no, the next person's gonna say. And you might be looking at me like, what? 
You know, I'd rather take, you know, leaps and steps and, and discover I was wrong. You know, when my husband and I left our Bible college and we thought for sure we were going to another Bible college in, in um, Christiansburg, Virginia, we sat in that Wendy's as we got to the little town of Christiansburg and we looked at each other and we were like, this isn't it. I don't have peace. And, um, and so we just said, okay, well, let's move on. And you know what? Whether that was a mistake in our life or God just used it to show me that like, hey, I'm big enough that even though you thought you were hearing me, you weren't. And I'm, I'm still, I'm gonna lead you and guide you to where I'm trying to get you to. That's just who he is. But for some of you young men and some of you girls, you need to be nice. You know, like it's hard enough to want to go up to a, um, you know, a girl who's, you know, to them very attractive and, and, and feel like they're putting themselves out there. And so one, you gentlemen, you need to know your worth. Stop letting the enemy make you think you are not a man to be desired and that you're inadequate and that there's, you know, a million other guys they'd rather say yes to. Just stop those arguments. And then for you girls, you be nice and you recognize the godly person that's walking up to you and, and handle them well and handle their hearts well. And I always, if you're my kid growing up in my household, I actually tell them, just say yes one time. What's it gonna do to you, you know? And then um, you might actually get surprised and have a great time with that person. And so I just say, you know, give, give people a chance. But I love the fact that when I say partner with God, I want you to understand what I mean. John 14, 26, it says, um, Jesus was saying this, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. And so let not your heart be troubled and neither let it be afraid. And I pick that because I feel like you can trust the peace of God to lead you. And he didn't leave you on your own on this earth to figure it out. He actually gave you a helper. And so this helper, the Holy Spirit, he's here to be your friend and he's here to lead and guide you. And he wants to do that. All right, I want you guys just to get to your feet. Hopefully I haven't put you to sleep. Hopefully it wasn't, um, thanks. Hopefully I didn't stir the pot too much. And um, for any of you parents in the room that are with your teenagers going, I don't believe that, I don't think that. Um, you have my permission to undo what I have done, okay? But I do want each and every one of you here to know that dating and marriage, it's not a pinnacle. It's not something that's gonna rescue you and make you feel wonderful and whole, okay? There's only one person who can do that. That one person, Jesus Christ, he came for you. He came and walked this earth because he said, man, I don't wanna leave you alone. I wanna, I, wanna, I wanna rescue you from your isolation from God who loves you. I want you just to close your eyes. I don't know if you're here because a friend invited you. I don't know if you're here just because you've been in church all your life. But if you don't relate to what I was talking about where I surrendered what I wanted to say, I want what you want, God. Maybe you've never really made Jesus Christ your Lord, your guide, your savior. And if that's you, I want you just to, as we're all our heads are about, I want you to raise your hand and say, man, today is the day I wanna surrender myself, my destiny, my future spouse. I want to surrender to Jesus Christ. You go ahead and raise your hands because we're all gonna pray with you. 
Because I would hate for you to think that you are meant to have to figure this all out on your own. And then for you in this room, for those of you been married, but the enemy has held that lie over your marriage, saying, you know, you just messed up. You didn't figure it out. You married the wrong one. I want you to surrender that lie. And I want you to declare in your heart, God gave me the person that I can make covenant relationship with and I can have it be good. So we're all gonna pray together. We say, Father, come, be my helper. I thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross. You took my sin, you took my shame, and you traded it, and you give me wholeness, and you lead, and you guide, and I'm gonna trust you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, you guys.